I mean, I'm just trying to teach you, Sam, things about medical science. That's not medical science. That's an abomination. I mean, it's, it's medical science. It's a, it's a medical condition that a person can get. Why were we telling me these things? I'm cool. I mean, we are friends. You don't have to tell me these things. I mean, I was relaying stories to you about my previous experience in the eye doctor eye treatment field. We can not talk about this. I mean, I'm not going to repeat what I told you now, but just to, you know, just to throw it out there for people listening, um, STDs don't have to end up just in STD places. Be careful. Be careful. Hey, welcome back. This is The Review Zoo, episode 67. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Andrew, didn't go to medical school, McDonald. And, and I am deeply disgusted Samuel Harper. Exactly. But could be worse. You know, I could have worked for a proctologist, not an eye doctor. But I'd have more stories. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Or a dermatologist. I guess, I, yeah, dermatologist. I mean, Dr. Pimple Popper alone from her oh. YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. Pimple yeah. popping, popping pimples. I mean, those aren't even pimples at that point. Those are just. Giant. A bump. Yeah, abomination, basically. The abomination, yes. Exactly. I, well, I, I knew what I, I was told using. you was tame, you know, like. Comparatively. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. It was tame. It was tame. Um, so what you up to? What's good? Uh, I mean, in, it's like, you know, Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday, which means it's right before the week starts. Yeah, it's, it's trash. Right? Oh, man. Excuse me. Wow. Uh, too much rich drip. There you go. Yeah, but now hooray beer, huh? Hooray beer. Hooray! Look at the beer. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't want to go back to work. That's basically what that is. I don't. Yeah. We could have like another two days. That'd be great. Why don't I mean, we? Have, that's, yeah. Why don't we have a four day work week? I mean, I know two um, days would be three days because but like capitalism week. rules everything around us, and rich people need their money. So if they don't have their wage slaves working. They can't make their money. That's you and me. Yeah, that's what that's what we are. Wage slaves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Capital um, rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. There you go. There you go. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, no, I have nothing to look forward to either tomorrow. It's just work. Uh, I have a dentist appointment very early in the morning. So that's, you know, Ooh. dentistry in the age of COVID. But that's not the first time. I've, I've at least gone at least once. Uh, mm. they look more scared of me than I am of them. So it's, it's <laughs> fine. I mean, the dentist is wearing like a mask and a mask and a face shield and like gloves and everything. So, you know, they're, cool. they're not, they they don't want anything flying out of my mouth at them. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty shook on that. They're good. It's been almost a year under the COVID. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty much been almost, I mean, honestly, you could call it a year. Like, we knew about it in February. We just hadn't locked down in February. So it's yeah. it's pretty much been a year, you know. It was only going to last two weeks, but we couldn't keep it together for two weeks. And here we are. Yep. Yeah. You know, just everybody just got to chill for two weeks, maybe a month. We get to good, good to go. Yep. That's all nope. we needed to do. And nope. we couldn't even do that. And couldn't now, do that. here we are. And yet... The numbers are falling. They're going down. Yeah, I mean, partially due to the vaccine, but partially it feels like just due to uh, you know people knowing how to do a job. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and we only which would be a good segue later into a person who might want to do the job later in his lifetime, but not yet. Yeah, we hit five hundred thousand. So, wait, who got five hundred thousand? No, we as the United States. Oh. Well, that's depressing. Yeah. That's good to know. So the general review is we suck. That's yep. we, <laughs> That's the review of the United States. We're trash. Um, <laughs> but yes, things we're going to talk mean, about tonight. Yep. Yeah. Things we're going to talk about tonight. The Young Rock, that TV show, just came out last week. Keenan, 
TV show based on Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. Uh, the story of the Thong Song, a documentary. Uh, potentially a little bit on WWE Elimination Chamber, which happened tonight. Uh, that is February 21st, 2021. Uh, a few comic books. X-Men Legends number one. Batman and Catwoman number three. Cable number eight. Uh, possibly the Mortal Kombat and Cruella trailer. And WandaVision, episodes six and seven. So before we jump into it, is there anything else we'd like to blather about? Hmm. So let's get snow tomorrow. Are we? Yes. I mean, that's what they said last week. It may have changed, but there was supposed to be more snow in our weather. Jeez. I mean, I'm complaining, but like people in Texas have had it way, way worse than we have. Yes. Yes, they have. I know some of those people. And as I think I said, uh, on Monday, I mock them. On Tuesday, I mock them a little less. On Wednesday, I stopped mocking them because I felt really, really bad. And then the rest of the week, that was the general feeling. Yeah. But at least many of my coworkers have gotten some heat and water back. But yes, it does say Monday, 100% chance of snow Fudge. in my neighborhood, which is 30 minutes from your neighborhood. Fudge. Tuesday, a 40% chance of snow. And Saturday, a 70% chance of snow. So, thank you, COVID, for getting rid of snow days. I could have stayed home and slacked off, but now I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and kids everywhere have to go to school even with <laughs> they're at home uh, well there you go. COVID takes everything it takes everything from us yeah including Mima um Ooh. yeah well we gave her up first that was what the Republicans told us to do grandma has to sacrifice herself for the economy um yeah remember that that was a thing yes. that was a thing that was a thing Mm-hmm. Now Ted Cruz has learned it comes back around. He has to sacrifice, uh, you know, Cancun for <laughs> the economy. <laughs> what the fuck was going on with that? Uh, I know we're supposed to be talking about comic book stuff, but like, I know. Outside world just funny. is just too weird. It's, too it's weird. just it, it's just funny. All right. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. let's 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 segue from real politics to fake politics. Yeah. So we'll start talking our quick review reviews because that's the name of the segment. We thought long and hard. We we shopped it around. We we workshopped it. We figured it out. Brainstormed. Did a mind map. And we came up with a quick review reviews. So Where the hell did you get mind map? I mean, that's a thing people do, right? That's my map. I've never done one, but I I don't even know that was a thing. I've heard it bandied about, uh, you know, in uh, proper company of intelligent people. Okay. Okay. So, moving on to fake politics. Uh, Young Rock, that premiered uh, this last week. It is the new show from Dwayne Johnson, which is a semi-autobiographical show made by Natkachka Chikan, I believe. Uh, that person was the person behind uh, Fresh Off the Boat, which was, again, also a bit of a semi-biographical take on that person's life growing up in Florida in the 90s. Uh, so, yeah, Young Rock is about the life of one Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. As in 2030, he is now running for president of the United States and wants to show the American people that he's just like them. He hasn't been this crazy millionaire his whole life, this action star. He's been a regular person for a lot of it, too. But he had a crazy life on top of it. Um, I like the show a lot. It, it feels a bit like Fresh Off the Boat with a mix of kind of young Sheldon. Um, you have Old Rock kind of doing voiceover and talking about some parts of his life. But at the same time, you have three other rocks because you have like kid rock, uh, high school rock, college rock, and they bounce around between these parts of his life, explaining various things. So in the first episode, you kind of get introduced to him. You get introduced to his family, his father, Rocky Johnson, who was a big pro wrestler in his own right. Um, you get introduced to his mother, Ada Johnson, who was the daughter of another big pro wrestler, uh, High Chief Peter Maivia, who was a big Samoan pro wrestler. So he comes from this family with pro wrestling on both sides of it, his mother's side, his father's side. And you have all these actors who are basically playing these old pro wrestlers. And they all really did a great job at casting them. There's somebody playing the Junkyard Dog, there's somebody playing the Wild Samoans, somebody playing the Iron Sheik, somebody playing Andre the Giant, and someone, of course, playing the Rock's father, Rocky Johnson who 
uh, this episode does a good point of kind of showing like his relationship with his father and how his dad, while, you know, a good guy and a guy he loved, he was a bit of a shyster. He was kind of a best way to put it is probably he was a bit of a carny, you know, like wrestlers were circus people, basically, you know, they lived like crazy lives. They moved from town to town. They had to play flamboyant characters and stay in character most of the time, especially in the eighties and stuff and seventies. So his dad was very much, yeah, just kind of circus folk. Like you'd always have some gimmick and some kind of a kind of ulterior plan to to make it big and get things going. Um, that you know sometimes paid off and sometimes didn't, which shows that his life was constantly kind of a bit hectic, even with his mom being kind of his rock and central person he could count on. Um, yeah, I like the show. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be good, and it's Dwayne Johnson, so people will probably tune in. All right. Did you get to watch any? I did not. It, uh, I'm probably going to check it out like Tuesday. Yeah. But I did not. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, next up that started that same night was Keenan. Uh, this is Keenan Thompson from SNL, who's been there like now the longest set of anyone on SNL. Um, this isn't about his life, but it's kind of like it feels like it could be, but it's not. But basically, he plays a recently widowed dad trying to raise his kids with his persistent father-in-law showing up and his uh, actual brother. It was a fun show. They play it kind of heartfelt. There's no laugh track, which at first seemed a little odd because it is pretty much just a comedy, but uh, it's kind of somewhere in the middle between sitcom and not sitcom. Um, Mm. The funniest part I thought was they talk about the fact that he met his wife on a TV show they did together called Grown Ass Little Man that only lasted one season. And the problem with grown ass little man is that he and his wife started dating during it and she was only three years older than him. So like there were lots of outtakes in the scenes where like she'd come to kiss his character, good bed to like good night to go to bed. And the kissing would last a little too long and feel a little too sensual to people watching. And they'd be like, yeah, you guys got to stop this. Like we have to do this shot over again. Like, no, you did it again. You did it again. And like he's Ew. watching this with his daughters because they're like they want to like watch like you know stuff from when mom and dad were acting the show, and it's like, dad, that's just messed up. That's weird. And then like they're watching it, and it's like, wait, uh, this is getting gross, guys. What are you guys doing? It just all sorts of wrong, but it was a lot of fun. What can I say? Your mother desires oh. me. Yeah, and he also uh, pretty much has a talk show now. It's his character's main thing called waking up with keenan and the, the catchphrase is i don't care who you slept with the night before as long as you know you're waking up with keenan this morning so it's <laughs> kind of great <laughs> wow all right yes okay um well superstore just ended right and what else uh it's not ending it hasn't ended yet it's gonna end this season mom's is gonna end this season yeah so they're like trying to fill up a lot of their like yeah. Shows that are going off the air. Well, Mom's on CBS, but that's ending the season two because Anna Ferris left and then America Ferrera left Superstore, which call, caused it to get canceled too. Mm. Which, I don't know, something about it. Just crazy because, you know, these two were lead actresses on their shows and I don't know. They had enough. They both left suddenly and killed their shows with the process. I don't know. Mm. Not a good year for that. Yeah. All right, so the next one was the story of the Thong Song. This got sent to me by a friend. Basically, he was just like, this is so ridiculous, you got to check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a series on uh, Vice. I don't really watch this. I literally have never watched this, uh, this show before on Vice called The Story Of. I guess they go through a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. But this one, just the one, a basic background on the Thong Song. Um, it's, it's very interesting. Like, you think about it because it's kind of a ridiculous song, but it's the whole process was a very... It could be made into a movie. And that's the only way we would put it. Um, <laughs> basically, Drew Hill was um, on a hiatus because one of the band members left. So Cisco wanted to do a solo career. I always just thought he just would decide to go solo. But he was just like, literally, they needed time for the, uh, the, the guy to decide whether or not he wanted to be back in his band. Then he needed more music to go out. So he was like, I'll just do this solo project and then I'll come right back. And so he comes up with this song. He, he goes on a date with a, a young lady. And they, he's like, she decides to strip for him. And he sees a song, song for the first time. And he is... Just blown away. So he wants Wait, to do. Cisco sees a thong for the first time. Yeah, like this is like when he makes when he made that song. He had mm-hmm. literally he had recently had just seen a thong for the first time. How old was Cisco at this point in time of his life? I don't know. 
Because awesome. Drew Hill wasn't like a new act when he came out with that. Like Drew Hill had been around for a couple of years. I feel like he had, uh, you know, probably had a few women throw themselves at him by then. Yeah, but that was the first time he ever saw a thong. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't continue. I, I don't want to derail this too much. No, no. Little. No, I'm trying to figure out how old he was. I think of it. The thong song came out. In he was 21,000. I see. Well, I guess he, that's possible. Yeah, it is. But anyway, okay. so, so like he just like uh, the, the producers who made the song actually had the Michael Jackson in mind, and they accidentally <laughs> no, n- not the, like not the, the the beat, not the, the lyrics and stuff, but mm-hmm. the beat they actually had it for Michael Jackson in mind, and they accidentally let Cisco hear it, and Cisco was like, "I really want to hear that song," and then he was like, "They were like, no, nah. like, I really want to get that song. Let me get that song." And they were like, "No, we're leaving it." He gets on a plane, and while he's on the plane, calls him and was like, "If you give me that song." I will pay you whatever, and then I will. As soon as I land, I will get on a plane and fly back. And they were like, "Seriously?" And then, and then he got it. And so he's just working on the song, and he's just like trying to find his stuff. He has a date with a young lady. They and he's telling his boys about it, and they're just like, and then they, one of his boys comes in and he's just like, "Oh, guess what? Like I was on a date last night. And guess guess what this girl gave me? What? That thong, the thong, thong, thong." And that's what he decides to make put that part in there. So oh right my in this, god! Yeah, he's put it in there. He hires. The guy who does the string, the the violin in Star Wars and a bunch of other movies to do the <laughs> violin part. <laughs> he's never met Cisco before. He Cisco's telling him all basic like he's like Cisco's like I need this there and this and he's like oh what about this and he they write out that part of the song. He puts <laughs> the song out. It's an it's a super hit. Everyone's yes. loving it. And then apparently he gets sued. By Ricky Martin because he didn't clear "Living La Vida Loca" part, and so they really? had to do yeah. So then he had to go into legal battles and stuff. And apparently, like, not to like get into stuff, but they're just like the his basic uh, that party owns more of the song than everyone else does. That's a bit ridiculous. But yeah, <laughs> but that's how shit happens. He like it's like no one happened. No one happened to get that cleared. So that's what caused the song to be. But like, it's still a major hit. It got like super platinum. Like everyone fucking loved that song. But yeah, uh, the song. It was very interesting. Cisco plays this, like, he's just, he's not, like, he's telling the real stuff, but you really like this character guy. You like, he makes some very interesting, like, like, I got new appreciation for Cisco watching this, this little documentary. So yeah, if you can check it out, it's called The Story of the Thong Song. It's on Vice. Funny thing, other versions of this song have been Chicago female rapper Strings released a single entitled Tongue Song in 2000, which is a response to Thong Song. It peaked at number 24. Ah. Uh, reggaeton artists Daddy Yankee and Nicky Jam sampled Thong Song for their 2001 Tu Cuerpa and La Cama. Ah. Uh, British group Little Mix interpolated various parts of the song for their song Love a Girl Right. Uh, okay. Mad TV Season 6 premiere featured a wrong song, which was Aries Spears. As Cisco ridiculing obese women for wearing thongs and bikinis. Wow. In 2017, Ludacris released a duet song, Vitamin D, with uh, Ty Dolla Sign. The song featured samples and rhythm of the thong song. Uh, and uh, last, Cisco appeared as himself in the fifth season finale of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, titled Swan Thong, where the song played in the background as the legends fight various villains of history when a button was pressed on the Cisco display. A fan of the series himself, the singer agreed to wear the same outfit from the music video, as well as dyeing his hair platinum. So I Legends remember. of Tomorrow in DC and the fifth season finale fight other villains from history while the thong song is playing and Cisco stands in the background. Art. I'm not going to lie. This is going to be the thing I find as soon as we finish this episode. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm definitely going to that. post that. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> The story Next. of the thong song. Where, where can we find this again? It's on YouTube? Uh, this is on the YouTubes. Uh, I'll okay. put a link in the description. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go through this really fast because it's uh, it's honestly really not important. And it was only two and a half hours. So really wasn't even important to WWE because they made it shorter than our normal Monday Night Raw. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Elimination Chamber was tonight. It's one of WWE's big pay-per-views uh, before the end of the year, before WrestleMania. Uh, so big moments from tonight. Uh, they had a uh, Roman Reigns defeats Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan basically was an elimination chamber match with five other people. He survives those five other people. Roman Reigns comes out as current champion to fight him 
and beats him in about five minutes because, you know, you're tired after you beat five people. So you're going to lose. That happens. Matt Riddle, uh, basically the broiest bro you can think of. He comes to the ring in sandals, kicks them off and fights barefoot. Uh, Beat John Morrison, who basically looks kind of like the singer John Morrison and Bobby Lashley. A very large black man who I found out I don't weigh that much different from, so it made my entire body and heart hurt. Uh, <laughs> he lost to Matt Riddle tonight because Matt Riddle pinned John Morrison. Pause. Um, yes. Time out. Bobby Lashley is still wrestling. Shout out to that. Bobby Lashley is 44 years old. He still wrestles, and he looks identical to when he first started wrestling. Really? He was like 30. I mean, Bobby Lashley is the biggest, blackest example of black don't crack ever. Because, like, I stopped watching when Bobby Lashley started coming out with Kurt Angle. Like, when he was, yes. like, yes. ain't no stopping yeah. me now. Like, Ex- you're exactly right. Bobby yeah. Lashley left the WWE. He went and did some MMA fighting for a couple years. He went to really? TNA. Yes, he went to TNA where he was a champion there. And then he recently came back to WWE in the last three years where now he is doing his thing and uh, continues to look about as good as he's ever looked. Man. Yeah. Bobby Lashley. It's a man who has All right. no, no eyebrows, but he has no eyebrows, but a fantastic body, and hasn't aged a damn. Looks like a big old milk dud, a muscular yes. milk dud, a muscular milk dud that will kill you. Um, yeah, I I don't want to stand next to him, knowing that his weight and my weight aren't that different. I don't I don't want to do that. Well, I mean that's just, just all muscle. Yes, exactly. That's why it's depressing. <laughs> well, I mean, his job is to, like, hit people yes. and, like, His job is to throw around 3,000-pound people. I know. Yeah, That's so, the... like, if you're doing that every day, then, like, yeah, you yeah. know, like that. Yeah, yeah. But knowing that he could shot put me because it would be, like, you know, lifting nothing to him still hurts a little. Um, That's, like me being annoyed that a, a, That's like me being annoyed that Usain Bolt can outrun me. I mean, if Usain Bolt, you know... I don't know. Had a broken leg and caught run you still. I'd be a little annoyed. It's kind of the same thing. I don't know. It would just hurt a little bit. All it's right. like when your friend is a gymnast and they fall walking on the sidewalk. It feels unforgivable. You know. If Christy Yamaguchi was skating on the in an ice skating rink and as soon as she stepped on, she fell and busted her ass, I'd be like, what is going on? Unacceptable. Everyone can't have a bad day. I mean, yes, but still, you know. Dominique Musciano cannot trip falling down the sidewalk. It's just not a, it's not a thing. It's unacceptable. Okay. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler beat Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in a match that never needed to happen um, to set up the Sasha and Bianca match at Mania, which we already know is going to happen. But we pretended like it made a difference, and it didn't. No one <laughs> likes Nia Jax. She's the Rock's cousin, and that's the only reason she has a job. She's bad at what she does. Wow. Um, it's, it's true. Drew McIntyre retains his belt in an elimination chamber match. He also fought five people and had to survive. Those five people being Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Randy Orton, and Kofi Kingston. Uh, So he retains his belt, stays the champion, until Bobby Lashley comes out and beats the pants off of him for no reason, allowing The Miz to cash in his money in the bank, and now The Miz is currently WWE champion. Shout out to The Miz. I mean, we talked about him just on uh, our last show. We made yeah. that happen. Yes, we. I think we did. We made that happen. From from what is it? Road rules or the real world to yeah the no. WWE, and now yep. he's uh he's champ again. Hey, how long was Kofi Kingston champ? He was champ for about a year. Oh, okay. That's and then SmackDown went to uh, public TV, and then he fought Brock Lesnar on the first night, and Brock Lesnar beat him in about five seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. not that right. It was uh, very disappointing. Kofi ran at him when the bell rang, and Brock proceeded to decapitate him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end fuck. of Kofi Mania. Oh, fuck. I imagine the many people in Ghana wept that night. Because Kofi Mania was no more. <laughs> decapitated him. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad, honestly. Like, I, I remember being genuinely upset because it was like, yeah, you guys could have let him get in a shots, man. Something. Just made Brock come out there and murder him. It was terrible. It's really bad. 
I think we'll move on to comic books now. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. (laughs) Laugh at this man's pain. (laughs) Pretty sure that hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll find Uh, you the video. It was bad. Yeah, please, please. After this, send me that. Okay. Uh, Andrew, X-Men Legends? Oh, me? I thought you were going to talk about this one. X-Men Legends? Why would I talk about X-Men Legends? I didn't read that. You did. You didn't read it? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) So basically, X-Men Legends number one came out last week. It is a new book from Marvel that basically tries to pick up on old storylines they never did or never finished alternate takes. So this first book is picking up from a 90s storyline where there was the rumor of a third Summer's Brother being revealed. Many years later, that happens. It's Vulcan. He was like stuck in space on a Krakoa space rock and they brought him back and revealed everything about him. But for a long time, it was believed that a person named Adam X, the extreme, was going to be the third Extreme! Yeah, he basically was like 90s extreme, like backwards cap, like bladed stuff on himself. And I don't know, probably skateboarded. I don't I don't know. I can't remember back far. But um, so that story picks up from there with the idea that this character is secretly the third Summer's brother. We see the Shi'ar coming after him, people trying to hunt him down and kill him. The X-Men get called in because Cyclops' grandparents have been kidnapped and they believe it has something to do with the people who are coming after the Adam X guy. Um his mutant power is basically he can make people's blood boil. So typically the blades he wears, he uses to cut people open slightly because then once the open wound is there, he can use his powers to then ignite their blood somewhat, causing them immense pain. So that's what he does in this fight, basically with um, Hepzibah and... can't remember, but it's a guy who's on the Star Jammers who fights with the sword a lot. But yeah, uh, so he scratches them. He scratches Cyclops and Havoc, who are also there. Uh, they're all fighting, uses his powers, takes out the Star Jammers, doesn't affect Cyclops and Havoc. And he's like, what the hell's going on? Cyclops and Havoc then blast him. He doesn't get affected by their powers. What the hell's going on? Uh-oh. And then, um, what's his face? Corsair shows up and it's like, hey, kids, I'm here to help your grandparents. Don't worry, but I got to take this guy in. Say hi and bye to your brother. And that's how the book ends. So... Yeah, this book is basically exploring all the old things that X-Men writers never got to do or their stories they never got to quite finish and is letting them finish it. So it's going to do this story, I think, for the next issue or two. And then this story is going to wrap up and they're going to move on to some other story that was planned but never finished as well. Is it confirmed that whether or not these are going to be canon or no? Um, no, they're not going to be canon because like it's not changing anything. Uh, it's just telling you what... like what canon was supposed to be if they had actually gone through with them. Oh, okay. Eh, mm-hmm. All right. Yep, we'll see. The artwork looked great, though. The artwork was very 90s. I mean, it's good. But And Fabian Nassiza is the writer of it, so he was like the X-Men writer in the 90s. Hmm. Yeah, it's worth picking up if you really like one more X-Men. It's fine. Yeah, I, I think I'll buy it. Probably if you're a big fan it. of that era. I think I'll buy it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one up is Batman Catwoman number three. Uh, we got to, this is one of three of 12. Um, Tim, Tom King is, uh, writing this. Okay. So it's basically Young Rock for Batman and Catwoman. No, well, yes, but (laughs) takes place in multiple time periods. Yeah. That's what that was basically where we're going with this. There's three different time periods. It goes when Batman and Catwoman were just starting to like date. Then it's like current storyline where we are right now in the story. And then it's like way in the future where Batman has just passed away. Uh, Catwoman has recently killed the Joker uh, in mm-hmm. the where Batman has passed away, the future storyline. And they have uh, her daughter, her and Bruce's daughter, who is a currently the, I guess, Batwoman of, the, yeah. of Gotham. And she's investigating it with uh, Commissioner Gordon. Um, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner, Commissioner Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson is the commissioner. Do you think him? Yeah. Do you, you think he's married to Barbara or... Probably. I mean, I don't know. If he's going to be commissioner and he's hanging up the tights, he probably is. Yeah. Doesn't make sense otherwise. Like Starfire, I mean, you wouldn't hang up the tights then. You just keep fighting. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, they're looking into that. Uh, basically, she's looking into who killed the Joker because, you know, he has so many crimes and stuff like that. And Selena just doesn't give a shit because she's the one who killed him. And she's just like, he needed to die anyway. Uh, in, the mo- in their current storyline, 
Uh, Phantasm is still killing the shit out of everyone related to the Joker on her never-ending quest to kill the Joker for what he did to her son, who I am certain to think might be the father to that kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is gross, but they don't. Everyone loves to every once in a while throw in a Joker kid. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, that and that part of the storyline ends with her basically attacking the man, going to the mansion, and uh, fighting Selena, and they both, yeah. and it's knocked out on the other outside of the mansion. So we'll see where it comes with that. And in the earlier storyline, uh, Catwoman uh, basically. Uh, finds out that something is going to happen where a large amount of people are going to be killed by the Joker, and she has the choice whether or not to tell Batman of it. But if she tells Batman, that means that she impl- she has been in contact with the Joker, which would probably ruin their relationship. So this mm-hmm. interesting Um I made a comment on Twitter, but like there's a lot of ass shots. There's a lot of TNA in this issue. And like in general with the story, like a lot. Like mm. to the point where I was just like, okay, I'm noticing this now. And then, like, <laughs> Helena's, yeah, like, Helena's, uh... Yeah, her costume is ridiculously s- tight. Skin tight. Like, there's an ass shot that they have, because there's a lot of ass shots in this. Yeah. There's an ass shot there, and you would see a thong, and I'm like, whoa, dude, like, like... If she's wearing body armor, I don't know where it is. Exactly, because I'm like, because somebody was online, it was like, oh, all clothing, little superhero clothing is skin tight, and then I just sent him a picture of, like, the most v- recent version of Bat- Batgirl's costume, and like, mm-hmm. no. So I'm just like, eh, like, Maybe I'm being Wait, weird. Was this being Jim weird. Lee who drew this? Is it Jim Lee? Uh, okay, no. Art was by Clayman. Clayman. Okay. I saw somebody saying like Jim Lee drew it, but no. Clayman is the guy who apparently drew it, I think, or covers. I'm trying to see who drew this book. Yeah, no, it's Clayman. Jim Lee draws Batman and Catwoman's daughter for the first time. Okay. A new look at Jim Lee's variant cover for Batman Catwoman 4 has been revealed. So he did a variant cover. Totally different costume. So <laughs> if that's the case. But yeah. no. Not really. Yeah. But uh again, storyline is good. Uh I was I'm still confused. Like I've been confused from issue one to now. But Tom King's writing is caps uh it, it drills me in. It's that let's like that meme. It's just like I have no idea what's going on. It compels me though. And it compels mm-hmm. me. It makes me want to finish this. Because also, it's good to see the future of what... Because, like, they hinted at it in the, his original Batman run. But, like, I like to see the future of Batman with, like, old Bruce Wayne. And he's, like, dead. And then, like, Selina. And then, like, their daughter. Mm-hmm. Just, like, yeah. It's cool. I'm just more upset that people are like, so we've confirmed this was the Joker. And someone killed him. We have to find out who did this. And it's like, no, we don't. You really don't. Like, like, no, we don't. Like, no. This should have been done a long time ago. Like, the fact that there was never any Gotham cop who had, like, gotten the Joker in jail was like, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. And just see what happens. Like, yeah. what are they going to really do? Are they going to put me in jail for shooting the Joker? No. Come on. Like, in real life, I, I don't think you'd, like, no. Cops no. would protect themselves enough to be like, no, we're not putting him in jail for that. Sorry. He will say he lunged at the gun. It's whatever. I don't Honestly, the Joker still being alive in the Batman comic books is probably, unfortunately, the greatest thing <laughs> that makes them unrealistic. It's like, even if Batman didn't want to do it, someone would have done it. Yeah. Someone would have. Right. Like, I would have gotten. But, uh... All right. You got Cable? Uh, yeah. Cable 8. Uh, it moves the story along. Uh, not a bad issue. I'm not a fan of the artwork. I'm not usually thrilled about it. But, again, it was a decent issue. Uh, Cable is working with Domino to try to find up some um, follow up some leads about a uh, the guy who's been stealing babies, uh, who's also a clone of Strife, who is a clone of Cable. There's a lot of clone shenanigans in this, and at one point there's a lot of clones. He fights like eight clones of himself, young Cable, not like old Cable. Mm -hmm. And Domino, her way of figuring it out is just shooting all of them until she runs out of bullets because she's lucky like that. And there's also a scene where basically they. They are at the mercy of one of the clones, and they are saved by a falling meteor, which just yes. blows him the fuck up. So. Yes, because Domino's powers basically or made a meteor happen. Broken. They are so also the broken. the fact that Domino's powers basically helped him find these guys because she wanted to go get Gilza in Japan. Yeah, and he happened to be undercover as a server? Or he was, like, getting food and, like, happened no- to be there. But like the 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 back is where all the clones were. So like they yeah. that restaurant was his cover. Because yeah, he couldn't have been he getting... had a cover or he worked there or he owned it. But 
Yeah. I think he owned it. But yeah, um, again, cool issue. So Domino yeah. can do whatever she wants. She is so broken. The power is so broken. It also, is. I love the fact when they I love it when uh in, especially in these new recent comic books where the X-Men refer like characters in one book refer to other ones. So like she make there's a part where she makes a call to Hank and has to basically tell him that there's a bunch of clone bodies and they need to deal with it. And he mm-hmm. sends X Factor to go deal with it. And she's like, can't you just like send somebody to go vomit on it and like dissolve it? Or like, you know, yeah. have Spellfire just burn it up, do something. Hello? And Hank's like, don't worry, I'll send X Factor to handle this. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, but that's, that's cable. That's cable. Cool. Um, we still got like a little under three minutes. You want to talk about the two trailers? Uh, I mean, we talked about them on Totally Original Games podcast. They could go there and listen, but there was a Mortal Kombat and Cruella trailer that came out. Mortal Kombat uh, looks like Mortal Kombat. It looks violent. It looks good. It looks like an action movie where people are going to die. And it doesn't look like a cheesy video game. So I guess the video game renaissance of movies continues. And Cruella looks like uh, Cruella DeVille, except uh, with a slight dash of Joker and a bit of an origin story for the main character. Um, and Emma Stone looks like she is acting the hell out of her ass. So She does. She really does. Both are coming out this year. Mortal Kombat, I believe, uh, next month and Cruella in May. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah, Mortal Kombat will be on HBO Max, so you can see it yeah. at home. And I think Cruella will also probably be on Disney Plus and theaters. Well, they said that it's coming out in theaters, but that was before they saw the earnings for Q1. So they're thinking maybe they might release it simultaneously or just completely ah. on. Yeah. Well, money makes the world go round. So we'll see. Yep. And that were the quick reviews. There we go. Yeah. Relatively quick. Relatively quick. <laughs> so, uh, because it's the only thing that matters now, I guess our main review will be the last episode of WandaVision. 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 So, how do we want to start this if we're going to do the last two episodes again? Okay, so let's do episode six and then we can do episode seven. You know. Well, then that's the easiest way to start this. Sure, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, so like this episode was more Malcolm in the Middle Kind of. It was most definitely Mock the Middle. Yeah. And like it was adorable. I love this. This is a great episode. Um, yeah. This, it was a holiday and Halloween episode, uh, special. Uh, yep. Pietro and uh, Wanda were wearing their original costumes in the comics. So she was wearing the red outfit with the cape, and Pietro was wearing the like silver costume. The Sokovian gypsy outfit. Fortune yeah, teller she, outfit. Yeah. Sokovian fortune teller outfit. That was adorable reason uh, mm. for it uh and the vision was wearing pretty much his old vision costume who yeah. now that i think about it kind of looks a little bit like mr miracle it is a little bit like mr miracle even though it's supposed yeah. to be a pro wrestler yeah and he he's was just like pro wrestler. i love the little tension he has because there's a part where he she's just like look you're wearing a costume he's like well it was the only clothes in my closet so yeah yeah and he he basically says it like i would have put on something else but you left me no choice yeah, because you're contr- like like because you're controlling the whole world. Yeah. yeah, like that. Yeah. So needless, they uh, everybody gets ready to trick or treat. Um, young Tommy dresses up as his uncle, so he's also wearing a small quicksilver costume. Everybody goes out to trick or treat. Vision apparently is going out to work with the neighborhood watch, but later we discover he's actually just going out to investigate the neighborhood by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, while all that's happening, Pietro and Wanda talk a lot. She tries to kind of figure him out because something ain't right about him. Um, and he knows that she's testing him. Uh, Vision, on the other hand, gets further and further away from the family and notices that many more people in Westview, the farther he gets, seem to just be frozen in position and not really moving around, not really doing anything. Yeah. So he's he's even a little freaked out. Looking at it like something ain't right. Eventually, yeah. yeah go ahead. Okay. Oh, I, 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 so but uh, yeah. eventually he, he runs into Agnes. She's at the, mm-hmm. like pretty much the edge of uh, the uh, the town, and she's like frozen. And he releases her brain, and she basically tells him that like she she's scared and she doesn't know what's going on. Also, that he's dead, and that mm-hmm. he's an Avenger, 
And he can't, and he confesses he doesn't remember any of that. So this is a completely, this is a hard rebooted vision. He doesn't remember anything yep. from before Westwood, I mean Westfield. Uh, later, well, outside of the Hex, we have Hayward, Wu, and um, Darcy basically coming, I'm sorry, Darcy, Monica Rambo, and Agent Wu basically going against Haywood, Haylin, Hayward? Is it Hayward? Hayward. Hayward. <laughs> uh, with the whole, basically how he was performing in the acts. Because remember, he was the one who sent out a strike drone with guns to shoot the shit out of Wanda, and that didn't work out. And basically, he just sends them off this base and yeah. fires Darcy, technically, and like sends the rest of them off the base. And basically, says to Monica that she, like, sh- sh- he's glad that her mom isn't here to see her because she's like weak. And all of them, yeah. like a lot of like he went real heel real fast. Yeah, maybe I'm just weird like that. But they were really cool nine days ago. Yeah, and but, now they are not. Yeah, he's in charge, man. Can't have her uh, questioning his authority. Respect my authority. I mean, yeah, man, yeah. You just kept doing a lot. But anyway, uh, they decide not to do that, and they come. They come up with a plan to get back into the hex. And Darcy is like trying to hack into Hayward's files, to, hey, Hayward's files to see all the things that he has that sneaked up. So they separate. Agent Wu and Rambo go their one way, and Darcy stays on the base to hack. Uh, Andrew, pick it up from there. Okay. So yeah. So she hacks the computer, discovers they've been able to track Vision inside by his vibranium signature. Uh, Vision, on the other hand, after talking to Agnes, continues his <clears throat> pace towards the barrier to see if he can leave Westview. Uh, he does get to the barrier. He's able to push his way through, but as he pushes his way through, he starts to basically fall apart. He's disintegrating. Darcy sees this and hears the, you know, base basically livening up and runs out and sees that, yeah, he's dying again and tries to get them to help him. That doesn't go well. They handcuff her. Uh, Vision continues to basically die. Billy, with his mother, senses that something bad is going on with dad and tells Wanda, Wanda you know, immediately starts to figure out what she needs to do. Her brother Pietro makes a crack that you can't have a dead husband twice. Uh, she throws him through all basically some Halloween decorations. Yep. And then she uses her powers to expand the wall of the hex. So basically it envelops the vision to keep him from dying, but it also envelops a decent area of the base around and everyone still on it who can't get away. Yep. Including Darcy, who is chained to a car mm-hmm. by a coward. Yes, yes, yeah. She's handcuffed to a car, and the guy handcuffed to the car runs away. And she gets pulled in while he's saying, oh, fudge. Yeah. Yeah. So, needless to say, I did not get my wish of uh, Darcy showing up the next day as Max from Two Broke Girls. Which would have been perfect. Yes, I now owe a bottle of soju to a friend because I made a bet, but it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, needless to say, in episode seven, uh, everything is kind of back to normal inside the hex. Wanda decides to have a day for herself, uh, a la Madame Modern Family style. And as you already noted, and some people have noted too, the intro is basically the office theme song mixed with uh, happy endings opening. Opening. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yes, make a reference to happy endings. More people should know how awesome happy endings was. And also, wasn't that on ABC? So that's owned by Disney. Yes, I believe it was. So wait, is that I never on watched Disney it, Plus? But uh, I don't know. It should. I be. never watched happy endings. It is hilarious. It really was, and no one got a chance to check it out. You know what sucked? It came on the same time as New Girl, and New Girl won. And funny enough, Coach from New Girl. Was on mm-hmm. left New Girl to do happy endings. And I see. Was, That's unfortunate. On that. Yeah, it's quite unfortunate because both got canceled before they were they 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 got anywhere. Yeah, including New Girl. Mm-hmm. I see happy endings. I see the cast. I don't know anything about it. Oh, it was yeah. a great show. Okay. Well, needless to say, uh, everybody's back in the hex though. Uh, Vision wakes up, basically seeing that the hex in the area around him where the base was has now turned into a circus. So all the people that were on the base have been turned into clowns. He ends up meeting up with Darcy, who he doesn't know, but he hears her name and realizes, oh, well, he basically wakes her up and realizes, okay, yeah, this is the person I know. You're the one. You were look, You were watching me die on the outside. We connected. Like, you were concerned about my well-being. He wakes her up, finds out that she's Dr. Darcy. He knows her name from the previous communication that went through his computer a couple days ago. 
And they basically start to compare notes like, we have to get to Wanda and like get to your family and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, so they escape from the base. Darcy pretty much fills him in on his entire life because yep. he knows nothing. Uh, outside of that, Westview, Monica and Jimmy meet with their sword personnel that are still working with them. Uh, they get a vehicle to break through the barrier. Uh, Monica gets suited up and ready to go to break through. And this is unsuccessful. The car basically changes into another car uh, while trying to break through. And the wall remains. Monica climbs out and realizes the only way she's going to get through is on her own. And she basically just pushes through all the way. And we get an awesome scene of basically her coming into her powers. Yeah. She is now going to be Photon or Spectrum or whatever name she decides to take on. <laughs> basically. Basically. Uh, but yeah, Monica ends up in Westview. Uh, we get to see that she's apparently able to perceive energy a little differently when she's focusing on stuff. Um, but she immediately kind of gets back to focusing on what her objective is and goes looking for Wanda. She gets to Wanda's house and confronts her. And Wanda is uh, not wanting to hear it. Basically nope. kind of just picks up Monica and floats her out of the house. Like, nope, nope, you're going to get out of here. You're going to leave. It's not. And she basically just drops on the ground, which Monica... You know, lands with the superhero pose. Let's her know. Nope. It's not going to same this time. And that's when you know they have superpowers. But real quick, just to back mm-hmm. up, uh, Wanda, while this is all going while this all these things were going on, she was on she was at home with her kids. Um yeah. uh, her kids and everything else in her house has randomly everything around them has been randomly changing from like the modern different time, time periods. To, yeah. to, so like the kids were playing a video game and it went from uh the, like I think a xbox controller to a nintendo 64 controller to a uh, like atari atari then like a hand of uno cards and like Mm. this is like freaking ever slowly freaking her out but she's trying to like i'm fine i'm fine i'm finding it um agnes shows up and says she will take the kids off her hand for a little bit so they can have so she can have some me time so she agrees and the kids go with her uh billy makes an observation that agnes like he likes being at her house because agnes is quiet like inside Whereas everyone else is noisy. So I'm thinking Tommy can... Sorry, not Tommy. Billy. Billy said make this observation. I think Billy can read thoughts. Yeah. And I think Agnes is shielding her thoughts. So he, that's why yeah. he's saying she's quiet. But um, anyway... Sorry. Pick up where you left off with Monica <laughs> and Wanda. I'm good. So yeah, Turn Monica on. and Wanda are basically having a fight on the front lawn after uh, the kids end up at Agnes's and Agnes shows up and basically tells Monica she needs to leave. And she kind of seems like she puts Wanda under a little bit of a whammy. So Wanda's like, Nope, I'm going to come with you and come along. And Wanda and Agnes end up going back to her house. Wanda's looking around. She realizes that I don't see the kids. Where are my kids? And she goes, Oh, they must be playing in the basement or something. So Wanda heads down to the basement at which the entire look and feel of the show changes because now it's like, now we're stepping into horror. Uh, the basement is dark. It is spooky. It's uh, creepy. There are vines. And there's a giant book that Wanda happens to notice. That's basically the Marvel's Darkholds or their uh, whatever the book is from Evil Dead. But it's basically that book. It's a bad book full of bad magic. Yep, yep, yep. Agnes meets Wanda at the bottom of the stairs and says, hi, got to introduce myself again. I'm actually Agatha. Agatha Harkness, and you're not the only witch in town. At which point we get the newly catchy song It Was Agatha All Along. along. Which basically shows us that all the weird things that have happened that might have been Wanda were actually Agatha screwing it up. Like, you know, uh, stuff with the bunny at the talent show, uh, Pietro showing up, um, and she killed Sparky too. (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah needless to say i'm sure you can find that on the internet now it's a heck of a moment but yeah we get to find out that agatha is definitely at least one of the bads yes. in this show and she's been probably the director behind the scenes kind of directing what the outside world sees of wanda as well making the cuts making the cuts oh one last thing there mm-hmm. is a mid credit scene in this there is yes so uh when the normal please stand by plays and everything and goes through the normal stuff at the end of it monica you see monica it goes back to monica and she's like looking around trying to find a way to get into agatha's house 
and she looks at the back and there's like a like a you know like, it's like a, a basement cellar door basement cellar door and she opens it and she's she sees like little magic kind of stuff energies and all you hear is behind her is snooper's gonna snoop and you turn on its pager and it cuts off yeah but the one thing i saw as well is like when he says that and we see monica look at him her eyes turn purple it's very quick but her eyes Ooh. have this purple tinge around them Hmm. And the purple tinge is basically Agatha's powers as well. Whereas Wanda's got red when she does stuff. Well, Agatha Agatha seems to have purple, purple. which we see in her theme song. So I don't know if that means she's now under her spell or if Pietro is her or something. I don't know. Maybe she was like perceiving the spectrum of Agatha's powers. It's possible. It's possible. We're going to have to wait five whole days to find out. Because fuck it's us. Sunday, <laughs> and we only got this episode now three days ago. Which is trash. And Marvel and Disney are geniuses because now we have to talk about it for five days. Yep. That's... I mean, it's brilliant. Because, look, we're going to get like, two weeks. Brilliant. Two weeks after this, we're going to get Sam... Uh, sorry. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And we're going to be doing the same shit all over again for that. It's going to all start again. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to yeah. get Miss... Miss Marvel is going to be a TV show too, right? Miss Marvel is supposed to be a TV show. She-Hulk is supposed to be a TV show. I can't wait for She-Hulk. I can't wait. I'm telling I you. I want She-Hulk to show me if we get Smart Banner and how Smart Banner came about. Yeah, they're definitely going to Although they said that. it's supposed to be a comedy law show, so it may not actually do that much, but... It has the only to. Thing I'm assuming is that, like, it's basically like Bruce has to give blood to his cousin yeah. to save her. Yeah. And either he's already Smart Hulk and he's got to basically give Hulk blood to her. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's just, like, he's not quite Smart Hulk yet, but it's still, like, Bruce Banner's irradiated blood. I think it's going to be Smart Hulk. He's going to give her the blood transfusion, and that's why she's able to hold her form, because whatever is in his blood that's making him hold his form now is what he's going to say is, like, the secret to it. So, she Maybe. that's why that's why she gets it. I think that's I why like they went that's Smart all Hulk psychological for Bruce, though. Like, I don't think it's actually a thing. I think it's just in his head now. That's why he can hold this form. I think they're going to say it's going to be something with his blood. I think they're going to go that route. Because yeah. it's easier to just do that than to say explain the whole <laughs> like multiple persona bullshit. Like I, I think they're going like, to he did something with his blood. It's the lack he of... He can hold hemoglobin, you yeah. know. It's the lack of childhood abuse that she had is why she can hold a normal farm. Well, I mean, that's basically it. You know? That's basically it. But Hulk is the, 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 the childhood id of leave me alone and don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's basically what Hulk was. Yeah, and Smart Hulk is the realized adult who can deal with his trauma. What is the name of the comic? The Immortal. Immortal Hulk. Where he's just going through all of this stuff now. Yeah, basically. Where right now, basically, Bruce Banner is dead, and so is uh, Devil Hulk. That was basically the Hulk that we were following through this book the last time. Wait, which Hulk before that? Uh-huh. What's up? You said. Devil Hulk Bruce and Banner. Which Hulk? Bruce Banner and Devil Hulk are both dead. Devil Hulk, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, so it's just like dead. Joe Fixit? And- it's Joe Fixit and basically Dumb Hulk. Mm. So Joe Fixit is walking around in Banner's body, like pulling schemes and things to stay ahead of whoever's looking for them. And Dumb Hulk is still inside and he can turn into him, but like he's been drained. So like when he turns into Hulk, he basically looks like a giant emaciated person. Like, Hulk looks like ultra skinny, skin and bone, like, green, but, like, he looks like a giant, like, he looks like a giant person who's starving. That's so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they pulled everything out of him and just, yeah. It's a fantastic book. Al Ewing gets right. it. Immortal Hulk is the greatest Hulk book I've read in probably 20 years from when Peter David used to write it and used to do all this crazy stuff with the Hulk as well. I highly, highly recommend Immortal Hulk. It's definitely solid. All right. And its last issue skyrocketed on eBay from anti-Semitic art controversy. So there you go. Wait, what? What? Yes. Issue 43 of the Hulk uh, had Joe Fixit going to a pawn shop called Cronenberg's Jewelry uh, to basically pawn some jewelry and get money for it 
But the artist who drew it basically was doing it in reverse, and he wrote Cronenberg's Jewelry. Wow. Underneath it is a Star of David, so it makes it a little worse. Wow. Yes. Bennett explained that he misspelled jewelry while writing it backwards. Bennett misspelled a number of words in the same issue in store windows writing in reverse. As the Star of David display, he noted on Facebook, I have no excuse for how I depicted the Star of David. I failed to understand this troubling and offensive stereotype, and after listening to you, I now understand my mistake. Um, I don't know. If you misspelled a lot of other things writing backwards in the same issue, I'm kind of prone to believe that that's probably the case. Racism. If you wrote a couple things backwards. But needless to say, the issue is now selling routinely on eBay for $20 a pop because, you know, they recalled it and replaced the issues. Oh, well. Yeah. So, get yeah. your anti-Semitic Hulk comics here. And put it right next to your Dick Showing Batman issue one. Yeah, or your X-Men number one, X-Men Gold number one from 2017 with more anti-Semitic hidden right in there too. That was by an artist, R.D. and Seaf, who I'm pretty sure did it on purpose. Yeah. Yes. But yes, you could also get the silhouetted penis issue of Batman. Batman Damned, number one. Yep. It's also out there. This is real books. We're talking about real books. Real books. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's probably about it until the next WandaVision thing. Yeah. I don't believe Agnes is, uh, or Agatha is the big bad. I think somebody else is. Yes. Mephisto. She is Rick Flo- Or Mephisto, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. As some people said, um, there was a giant fly they called out in that issue. Wanda's sitting in her house and she sees like a cicada or a fly sitting on one of the curtains. And Wanda takes the time to look at it. And so we as a viewer also take the time to look at it. And uh, the first time Mephisto appears in a book in Marvel is a fly. Uh, So Marvel is either really screwing with everyone and throwing in all these things because they know everyone's going to be like, ah, it's Mephisto. Or it's Mephisto. It's going to be Nightmare. I don't even think it's going to be Nightmare. But uh, but then again, you know, I did think it was going to be Nightmare just because... Like, I feel like everybody in Westview is kind of asleep, and maybe that would be giving him power. Yeah. But now that the Dark Hold's here, it's, like, even bigger. And we find out that, like, Westview is probably sitting on, like, the nexus of reality because they throw <laughs> that out there, which is just, like, apparently a thing that's a constant throughout all realities. Either so the nexus place. of reality is in Jersey. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, I've already told you multiple times over the course of the show that New Jersey is New Jersey. It is the New Jerusalem. It is the place of creation and birth and greatness in this at least United States of America. So yeah, mutants and the nexus of reality will spawn from New Jersey. Seems perfectly logical to me. Like, what's the color <laughs> of the sky in your world? What's up? What's the color of the sky in your world? Uh, I mean, it's blue most of the time, but sometimes it turns red and just, you know, when shit's going down. Mm. Yeah, but mostly blue. We're no different from you. We put on our pants two legs at a time. Yeah, like four legs. I mean, just two, but, you know, do both at the same time. It's efficient. So So that's it. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Those are all our reviews. Yeah. Um, So we're going to be doing this show probably every two weeks. So we have things to talk about. And not struggling to go, well, what happened this week? Nothing. Okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, no, we'll wait two weeks. Because that'll be nice and easy. We'll have things to chat about. Uh, this was The Review Zoo. We are a review podcast. You can find us at rapturepress.com. You can leave a comment for us on anywhere we uh, are found on podcasts. For Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, anywhere. And uh, we hope you subscribe and listen, you know. If there's a like button, hit it. Give us five stars. Things like that. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at rapturepress.com or rapturepress. Yeah. Cool. All right, Sam. Anything you want to say? Anything people should do? Anything people should know? Um, Listen to the thong song. You know? There you go. There was a lot of That's work it. that went into it. And it was, it's a it's beautiful what? piece of music. Some put their heart and soul into that. So yeah. Go listen to the theme song, thong song. 
that thong, the thong, thong, thong. And just know that Cisco had never seen a thong before that song. Yeah. And it inspired him to write it. Mm-hmm. And it became a hit. Bring back the thong. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. We will see you all next week. Or two weeks. Yep. One. Later.